Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, folks, welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I am your host, Francisco. Today we have a special guest. Um, I've known this gentleman for quite a few years. Um, he's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, you know, good motivator. Uh, you know, uh, he's a go-getter. Uh, and that's the, you know, that's the phrase he lists, the phrase he lists by. Um, I'd like to introduce everybody to Mr. Robert Garcia. How are we doing, Robert? I'm doing very well uh, <laughs> on the podcast. I know it's frankly Francisco's podcast, but I'm going to call you by your real name, my friend. So I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so let's, let's do it. So now for um, the folks out there, let the folks know a little bit about yourself, um, a little about what you do. Um, and the reason that I brought you on the show was so you to share um, a little, come to some of the trials and tribulations you've been through to get you where you are now. Um, and the successes that you've gotten since leaving where you left from. So just give a little background for the people that don't know sure. you to get a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, the first thing I'll mention is um, I took a little bit of a, of a different path through, uh, uh, let me start, let me go back to college for just a minute. I didn't actually finish college. I was in my thirties. So I just want people to understand that you know, sometimes you're not, it's not going to go the way you necessarily want it to go where you go to college immediately after high school and whatnot. So, um, you know, I didn't realize that I, 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 let me back up for a minute. I realized at a young age that probably wasn't the best idea for me to go to college immediately after high school. Cause I, I thought I was going to go there and party and, I, you know, flunked out and the whole nine yards, and just had a whole, t- whole bunch of debt. Right. So I took a little bit different approach. Um, you know, I ended up getting laid off from a job after 9-11 and then uh, decided to go to college shortly thereafter. So just want people to understand that aspect of it. But um, born and raised here in in Ohio, lived in the same area uh, that I was born in my entire life, Uh, but I love it here. Uh, So I, you know, my entire family's here, uh, the overwhelming majority of my family's here. Um, So uh, fast forward to worked in the banking industry for about 15 years for one of the largest banks in the country. And um, it just got to a point where um, it was just time for a change. You know, I don't want to say anything derogatory about any, you know, large company or anything like that. But as a lot of people will figure, you know, I'm middle aged, I'm 48 years old. So I I just knew that it it wasn't for me anymore. And it was just time to do something different. So a very good friend of mine uh, came to me and, and was actually asking, you know, if I knew anybody that might be interested in you know, working and I'm now in the insurance industry. And I said, you know, quite frankly, I might be interested. So tell me more about it. Let's talk about it. So, you know, jump fast forward, you know, almost a year now, I've been doing this for almost a year and uh, it's the best thing I could have ever done. I wish I'd have done it sooner. A lot of people say that when they get into something different, but it's, it was, it's the right thing for me and it's worked out extremely well thus far. So for a lot of people out there who are hesitant to make a step and that change in their life, um, I went through that step myself. You know, a lot of people know I did security for 12 years before I got into banking. The financial industry, we were at the same one. They're the ones who gave me my, you know, my start. I'm still in the financial industry right now. Um, and at some point, I'm like, you, I want to shift out to do something else. Um, but for a lot of people who are afraid to take that next step, because older people sometimes tend not to want to 
Um, they like the security of where they are. They're, they're afraid to take that next step in their life. What was the biggest pain points for you to finally take that leap of faith and move into an industry that you feel more comfortable, that you're happy to go to work every day, that you enjoy doing? Well, I would say it's a couple of things that happened. First of all, I, I think COVID was a, a real big factor. Um, I just realized that I just wasn't happy with what I was doing ultimately, you know, and uh, at the time too, I did ask to move into a different position. I was denied. So I said, you know what, I need to look at some other avenues, some other options. And, you know, quite frankly, since everything that went, that happened with COVID, why would I want to live my life in a fashion where I was unhappy? You know what I mean? I, I mean, life is too short. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I just, I just couldn't see myself doing what I was doing for the rest of my life. And, you know, even my wife was telling me how different uh, of a person I am, you know, now that I'm no longer doing what I was doing before, you know? And so it just, it just kind of dawned on me that I, I need to, I need to do something different and get out there. And, 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 you know, I do want to say this to not only the older people, but the younger people, first of all, number one thing is, I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be successful what I'm doing right now. Okay. But the, the fact of the matter is uh, failure is a part of life and that's truly how you learn. So if you are, are thinking about doing something like, you know, changing um, jobs or careers or anything of that sort, I think the first thing you need to do is you need to talk to some people in the field that you want to transition into, right? And, and understand where they started and figure out what your path is going to be, okay? Um, and then with that being said, I, I think the, the number one thing is don't be afraid of failure. I can't tell you how many successful people have failed multiple times, okay? Not one time, not two times. I'm, we're talking multiple times. So if that's holding you back, and, and of course, it can be a financial thought that you're, you know, you're considering, you know, can I afford this financially? No, no doubt. I mean, don't uh, necessarily leave what you're doing to, you know, you, you can kind of ease into it, if you mm -hmm. will, okay? But, excuse me, I was fortunate enough to be in a position that I could do that. I could just leave my other job and and believe me, it hasn't come without any without some sacrifices and some difficulties. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's been uh, the most amazing ride that I could ever imagine. And you know, I still have you know, like I said, I haven't even been doing this for a year. So um, I'll leave it at that for now. So it's it's pretty impressive that you were in the financial world for 15 years, decided to make that change, and you're starting to to really hone in and focus in on what you're doing in the insurance world. Now, with the insurance world, things can be you know you know, sink or swim. You know what I mean? Either you're, you're, you're <laughs> either you're bringing in clientele, you're not bringing in clientele. So how do you balance that medium of having to worry about whether, you know, you're going to be able to get somebody in building your book of business, building your clientele. Um, Cause essentially it's like being your own boss when you're, when you're in the in, uh, insurance industry, essentially, because you have to, you have to bring in the clientele. What are some of the issues that you found so far being in the insurance industry? So um, we believe in something called uh, go giver. I don't want to um, confuse that with go getter. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let me talk about that for just a minute. So uh, it's actually a book, go dash giver. Uh, if you get a chance, please get your hands on it. Uh, the first book is read. And then there's a series of books um, beyond that, but it's a phenomenal mentality in my opinion because it's all about helping people okay and, and what it ultimately boils down to is connecting people with the right people 
in the right situation, okay? And that's really what we focused on from the get-go. And believe me, it's taking quite a bit of time to build up. A lot of people like to use the term network, and, and that's ultimately what it boils down to. However, you know, I have clients that ask me, for example, you know, do you know, uh, you know, somebody that does taxes? Well, I've actually gone out and found people that do taxes and or CPAs or anything of that nature. Okay. So what I do for my clients is not only do I just want to be their, um, their insurance advisor, I want to be their trusted advisor, period. So they can come to me to ask me questions like that. And I can say, hey, you might want to think about talking to this uh, tax advisor over here. Let me introduce you to them. Okay. So, uh, so some of the challenges, I would say a couple of things. Um, number one, I would say, uh, you know, when you first get into something like this, people may not necessarily believe that you're um, experienced enough in that particular field, right? Okay, so, uh, but I, I'm, I'm a fast learner. So, you know, uh, again, I still don't know everything. And, it, you know, it'll take a while to learn everything in this particular field. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And I absolutely love it. The other thing too is I think some people um, struggle with um, providing you some of their personal information. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to be real careful with that. You know, you just have to handle it a certain way and, and understand that. Look, I'm only trying to help you. Okay, so and then um, ultimately, you know, really the, the the business, in my opinion, is going to be based pretty much on referrals. Okay, from from hopefully your clients, from new clients, from family, from friends from anyone that you come in contact with, okay, is what it really boils down to, in, in my opinion. Because I'll tell you what, a lot of these, the difference between what we do and a lot of these other insurance uh, agencies do is they do a lot of cold calling, okay? And tell me about the time you got a, you got a phone call, a cold call about somebody asking you about insurance and how receptive you were to that, okay? Right. Probably weren't very receptive, okay? We try to avoid that if at all possible. And again, it's taking quite some time to build it up to the point that we built it up to, but I think it's a much better uh, framework, if you will, uh, business model mm-hmm. to get out there and talk to people. And, you know, and really I, to me, it just boils down to talking to as many people as you possibly can, letting them know we're here to help people. Um, we just want to do right by people, you know, and, and it's worked out extremely well this far, I have to say. So essentially you're building a rapport and building trust with those customers and they're coming back. Uh, word of mouth is spreading for you. And, they're saying, hey, come see this guy here. He takes good care of us. He's just not an insurance agent. He goes above and beyond for us uh, every single time. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much, you know, you took, I can see where some of that came from the financial world because essentially we have to do the same thing is build that, that rapport with the customers to have them keep coming back and build that trust and so on and so forth. But I think in the insurance industry, it's a little bit different um, because you're handling a lot more sensitive information for them you know, insurance policies, you know, house mortgage, everything that, that you can possibly think of when it comes to insurance. And you are right. Some people are hesitant to give out that certain information and you have to be able to build that trust with that. But when that, that base is built, it can lead to, you know, massive things for you. Um, so in the long term, at some point, are you trying to, you know, branch out to your own office? Are you trying just to stay where you're at for a couple of years until you've learned enough to be able to hold down your own office? That's definitely something that we've uh, talked about. And uh, ultimately, I think that's the ultimate goal is to have my own agency um, decide how big we want it to be, how many employees we want to have. But that's definitely something 
um, that I have in the works and the plans, if you will. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into because that, that's a, a very large investment and you need to be prepared financially to do that type of thing. So at this point in time, I think the plan is a year, maybe a little bit past that, something we'll, we'll talk about doing going forward. And again, we've already talked about it and, um, it, you know, everyone's on board and uh, we'll, we'll work that out when the time comes, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And, um, but uh, yeah, with that said, uh, what a ride, what a ride. I, I just can't tell you how, how all the great people we've met. And, and by the way, I did want to touch on something else because you, you mentioned how um, you, the contact with the people. So uh, one of the things I do too is I run into a business um, and it's a tremendous new business, a little restaurant opened up. I don't know if you know the area very well here uh, in Northeast Ohio, but they opened up in in a city called Sheffield Lake and uh, it's, it's essentially Puerto Rican food. Okay. okay. And it's delicious. Delicious. So I posted it on my Facebook, right. Talking about them. Well, actually um, a local news broadcast came and, and interviewed the owner of the restaurant. Well, she considers it a, um, a cafe, but it's to me, it's a restaurant. And so uh, and the, I've had the food, the coffee is delicious. It's absolutely amazing. And some people are like stunned. So I, I, I shared that post or that interview uh, with, with on my Facebook page. And, you know, a couple of people are checking it out. They're like, hey, where's this place at? We want to go try it out. And, you know, it's that type of thing. Again, going back to the go-giver uh, mentality, where it's it's all about helping those businesses, those clients in every possible way you can ultimately, okay? So uh, I cannot stress that enough, how important that is. Uh, so uh, with that said, I'll let you uh, do your thing. So listen, so with the go-giver mentality, um, you that significantly changed your life even outside of work, correct? It's done, oh. I've seen you post a ton of stuff for other people. If people don't have houses that are for rent or for sale, I've seen you put it out for them, not expecting anything back. So the whole premise of being a go giver is just to give as much as yourself uh, without, you know, without expecting anything in return. Right. So exactly. Cause uh, we believe ultimately it's going to come back to you tenfold. Okay. okay. Um, if not more. And, uh, you know, again, we're just in the infant stages of this. Uh, and, and I, I, and again, networking, a lot of networks and a lot of, you know, people hire do this. It's a, it's a tit for tat type of thing. You bring me something, I'll bring you something. Okay. And, and, you know, Hey, that works for some people. Good for you. I'm not, I'm not knocking that in any way, shape or form, but I truly think this is a very Christian mentality. Okay. And, and, and therefore, you know, it becomes more of who you are, what you do. And, and, and ultimately uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's the best way to interact with people. Okay, because if people feel like, you know, they don't you don't expect anything from them. Okay, then it, it just works it, itself out. You know, and people are much more open with you. People, people uh, trust you. Um, people value you ultimately. And that's really what it boils down to. Um, it's about the, the value that you bring to your clients and the people around you, friends, family, anyone. It, it, it really is. It really is a, a universal sort of um for the thought sort of thought process because it impacts your relationships it impacts uh you know all the people around you uh and, and it's just it's phenomenal i can't say enough about it and where, where can people find these these books at is this something that just applied to you guys or can you find it online as well you can definitely find it online uh go dash giver um like i said the first book is the red book and like i said there's a series of books 
Um, but the, I start off with that first book, uh, the red one. It's um, it's absolutely fantastic. I wish I had a copy of it. I would show it to you real quick. I actually have a picture of it. I'll send it to you okay. um, on my on my uh, you know, as part of my photos. We were just playing around with it. Hopefully, I can get to it because you know I'm not very yeah um, yeah tech savvy. <laughs> but I, but I, yeah, I, I'm sure I can send it to you. I'm sure I can forward it to you. But, but yeah, please check it out. You can probably read it in one rainy day afternoon you know take you two three hours uh you know at most and it's it's just it tells the story it's it's kind of a narrative it's it's a real easy read trust me so to be honest with you man from from the time i've known you the time i've seen a complete turnaround with you um i've seen i was there i've seen the job beat you down man i've seen you know where you just wouldn't want to come to work where you were just down the dumps and you know, being in the financial industry, that that will beat you down. It, and people don't understand the mental strain. And it's not even physical. People don't get it. It's not a physical thing. This is a mental. It'll mentally train you, and that mental drain will turn into stress, and that stress will affect your body. You know what I mean? I, you are completely different, man. From from the last time I saw you in person. I mean, you just look so unhappy. And by yeah. you making this change, you took that next step in your life to say, you know what? I don't need this anymore. You took that leap of faith to say, hey, there's something better for me out there. I mean, you were a little nervous at first, but I think everybody is. Everybody takes that leap of faith. I took mine from, you know, doing security to the financial world. And eventually I'm going to take my leap again into doing something else, you know, um, but it's stories like you or yours that people want to hear. You know what I mean? It's stories like yours that people want to hear because they know it doesn't matter how old you are and how old you're getting, you can be successful and do something that you love to do. You know, I really can't agree more with that. Um, you know, he, that um, what I was doing before, it was just, uh, you know, like I said, it was time. You know, it's, it's fascinating when, when people tell you, you know, and you're not the first person that's told me that, by the way. You know, I've had family, other friends tell me, uh, you know, they knew, they knew it was time. And matter of fact, it was um, somebody that kind of really triggered it. They said, you know, you don't want to do this anymore. Why are you still doing it? And, and I was like, you know what? They're right. Why am I doing this anymore? So, um, but it, it just came at the, at the right time, you know, the right situation, you know, and, and but it, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, sometimes you have to go out and make it happen. Um, and and it, it doesn't necessarily take such a huge leap, okay? I mean, if you need to take baby steps, so be it. You know, you're still working full-time and doing what you're doing. Yes. You know, last September, last September, when I was studying for the property casualty test and life and health test, I was still working full-time. Uh, you know, it takes those certain certain sacrifices, but you have to be licensed to do this, okay? Uh, to to um to sell insurance, so uh, that, that's real important. And don't believe me, this this job has drawbacks. You know, you have how many times the door's been shut in your face, or you know the the person hangs up the phone on you. Uh, you know, you definitely have to have the right mentality for this too. So uh, I worked um in the in the banking industry long enough. I felt like I had thick enough skin to be able to handle that. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, to deal with those types of circumstances. But uh, at the same time, you know, whatever you need to do to get where you need to go. You know, I, I, let me mention this real quick. So a uh, long time ago, I was watching a TV show and somebody said something that's always stuck with me throughout my entire life. Sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do in order to get where you want to go. Okay. Facts. And whether that, that, whether that means going to college or whether that means working a second job for a while, or whether that means, um, I don't know, reading, uh, you know, all the books on the subject that you're interested in, then so be it. But 
you know, you, you have to make that sacrifice. Okay. No one's going to hand you anything in life ultimately. Okay. You have to go and get it. You have to take it. Uh, and you have to work at it. You know, it's not just going to, you know, hundred thousand dollar jobs don't just fall into people's laps. Okay. Those people either go out and get an education, get the experience. They figure it out some way, somehow. Okay. Um, and so I just want that to hopefully resonate with people you know, if they hear this or listen to this, and that's really what it ultimately boils down to, in my opinion, okay, in my most humble opinion. Say. <laughs> well, it's like anything else, you have to put in the work for anything you do. Like, I, you know, I'm putting in the work for this. I'm tired, you know, that we, we you know, you, you know how it was, we're, this is a, a grueling day that you work, you got to deal with people every day, all day long. You know, basically, sometimes you got to deal with, uh, you know, adults that act like children sometimes. And it's just, <laughs> it's true, you know, it's true. Um, but you know, I enjoy doing this because this is my stress relief. This is a way for me to, to, you know, get some of my tension out and I'm able to talk to people like you who have been in that same situation, who's dug themselves out of a hole, who's, you know, improved their lifestyle from what it used to be and went from point A to point B. Um, and I think people enjoy hearing this stuff. This is why I make my platform open to everybody. You know what I mean? This is why I do what I do because I want stories from average Joes, regular people, Celebrities to me, it's people interview celebrities so much, but the it's the people like us that make the world go round. Without people like us, celebrities wouldn't be where they are. You, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Without right, us, right. athletes wouldn't be who they are. We're the ones who spend the money. You know what I mean? We're the ones who buy the books. We're the one who, you know, see the movies. If it's not for the regular folk, you know what I mean? People, the people who are on the higher end wouldn't be where they are. And that's a, that's a fascinating um, uh, niche. I, I like that. I really do. I, I didn't realize that until you just mentioned it. So what, what that's all about. So um, how, how amazing, you know, who, who is thinking about the, the little guy or the average Joe? Okay. Although I, I hope, I, I don't think of myself necessarily as average, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But with that said, um, no, I get where you're coming from. And uh, I, I think there's a lot to be said about, uh, what you're trying to do and, and accomplish. So good for you. And uh, hey, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. This is what we mm -hmm. do. This is this is the whole point of the show. This is what is was driving me to get into a medium where there's, you know, there's 6 billion people out here and there's a voice for everybody. And sometimes people's voices not being heard. You have business owners that have fantastic products or they have, you know, a restaurant owner that has fantastic food or a musician that does music but he's not getting the platform to, to get heard or get seen. So I try to give everybody a platform that wants to get a platform. Um, it doesn't matter whether you sell insurance, doesn't matter if you, you're an artist, uh, you know, you write a book, you're an author. If you want to come on the show, come on the show. I'll be more than willing to put you out there because I think everybody deserves to have their voice heard. You know what I mean? Everybody deserves to have their voice heard, whether it be in one medium or another. It's it, just an opportunity for people to get heard and get seen. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Uh, I appreciate um, you saying that. Uh, and, and, and so now um, let me plug what we, you know, the insurance, if you don't mind. Is that Absolutely. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I are, we're with the North Coast Insurance Group. We're here. We're located in Avon, Ohio. Okay. We're an exclusive agent of all state. Okay. But with that said, I just want to make sure just to touch base on a couple of things about insurance. Okay. Number one, um, people, I don't think people realize that insurance is uh, probably 90% about liability. Okay. So, um, for example, in, in the state of Ohio, the minimum 
liability coverage uh, is uh, by by state law is $25,000 per person and $50,000 per accident. Okay. But let me ask you a question. If you were in an accident in the state of Ohio and you lived in Ohio at the time, and let's say it was the other person's fault and they injured one of your kids and they had to go to the hospital. Okay. And maybe they're in the hospital for a week. Do you think $25,000 is going to be enough to pay for that hospital stay? Absolutely not. Exactly. Okay. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you're talking to uh, an insurance professional, uh, most especially about liability. Okay. Because, um, you know, that, and, and that, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, of what people don't necessarily understand. Uh, and I'm really in the business too, of trying to educate people if they're willing to be educated and, and having those conversations with people. So they understand exactly where they're at when it comes to like, for example, their auto insurance. Okay. And one other thing I like to point out too about what we do is we're also the only insurance company in the industry where you can get something called accident forgiveness from the moment you start doing business with us. So, and here in Ohio, I can't say that for, for anywhere else, but um, so let me ask you this question. If you were in an act, what's the point of having insurance? If you get into an accident and your insurance rates go up, okay. Uh, whether it's your fault or not. All right. So quick little story, 10 years ago, I'm picking up my son from school. Okay. Here in, in the Northeast Ohio area. Uh, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Person comes barreling through the parking lot. Okay. Uh, and sideswipes me. Okay. Please come. They say, you know what? Uh, because it happened in a parking lot of a school, it's called a no fault accident. So that means each party goes to their own insurance. Okay. And you deal with it accordingly. Now I went to my insurance, my insurance company said, Oh, wait a minute. There was such and such insurance company. Um, we're not going to go after them. It's called um, the term, term is called subrogation. So basically what they do is they would pay for my claim and then they would go after the other party if it was the other party's fault. Yeah. Well, in this case, they didn't do that. Okay. So, um, you know, not knowing any better, a few months later, I get my bill in the mail, my insurance rate doubles. Okay. Why would you want to do business in that, in that form? Okay. Now, if you've been with an insurance company for a while, you, you might very well have something called accident forgiveness. But like I said, and, and there is a small cost for it. Don't get me wrong. But you never know when an accident is going to happen. So why not avoid uh, that increase in cost if you can? Okay. So just to plug one of the things that's great about what I do in my personal opinion. So a lot of insurance companies out there, a lot of insurance agents. Uh, and, and by the way, it is a rather cutthroat business at times because, you know, you got multiple agents talking to the same person, trying to get their business and saying, hey, this this agent or this company, you don't want to do business with them or, you know, or, and I, I never do that. But it's, it's fascinating to, to see what people are willing to do or what they're willing to say to, to get your business and, and really, you know, do you really want to do business with people like that? I, I would hope not. Um, so. so. Ultimately, you ultimately you just want to stand apart from everybody else that's out there. You don't want to be Absolutely. Absolutely. you don't want to be the same as everybody out there. You want to be a cut above. And the way I think you you'll be a cut above is doing what you're doing, educating the people. I think if yeah. uh, education is the key, yeah. it's like you know what I do. I educate. I love educating teenagers. Um, that's one of the the yeah. things I love doing because you teach them from young age to you know to how to better handle their finances, to how to you know live. In, within their means. Um, and I think the same thing should apply for, for insurance. I think a lot of people, I didn't, for one, didn't, didn't get life insurance until recently. I, I was one of these people who was like, I don't need it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But then, 
you know, when I got COVID, I got the scare of my life, you know what I mean? And it, and it straight, it straightened me right out, um, to be able to, to go out there and get it. And I, I educated myself first. I, I did what you, I shopped around. I talked to people who are willing to sit down and, and give me the ins and outs of it. Um, yes. and, you know, ended up getting what I needed to get, but it's like you said, when I had, when there's people like you who are willing to educate and not just try to push somebody to get into something they don't need to get into. I think that's what brings the value to what you do. Well, and I think it's important too to understand, you know, if you're, if you're doing right by people, if you sit down with somebody and they're doing business with someone else and you, you, you review what they have and you say to them, you know what, what you have right now works for you. Okay. Keep that. Uh, there's no reason to change anything right now. Or, you know, I, I, I don't care if you do life insurance with someone else, but do life insurance. I mean, if, if COVID hasn't taught anybody anything about uh, everything that's happened and understand how dangerous COVID is. And if you don't have enough life insurance, what would happen to your family? I mean, I mean, Julio, that's a perfect example. I mean, especially if like, for example, the husband is a, is the only wage earner or the, mm-hmm. or the primary wage earner or the, or the um, sole wage earner in the family. If something happens, what would happen to the, your family? You have what, five children. Five. I yeah. mean, that's, that is so unnerving to me you know, at this, in this day and age, um, and especially people with young kids. I, and one other thing I want to mention about life insurance too, life insurance will never be less expensive than it is today because a huge factor in the cost of life insurance is how old you are. Okay. So the, the, the younger you are, the better the price of life insurance. And you can get a ton of life insurance anymore for a very small amount of money. I mean, especially if you're in your twenties or in pretty good health, I mean, you're talking maybe, you know, uh, I mean, I don't want to say anything out there, but, you know, it, it's very inexpensive. Let's put yeah, it that yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, please, please, please have a conversation with somebody about life insurance um, at any given time. You know, again, it depends on the state that you're in, but um, please do that. All right, Rob. So listen, it was great having you on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you, um, where they can reach out to you, especially in the Northeast Ohio area. Where is it they can reach Robert Garcia? So um, you can uh, reach me at uh, Robert H. Garcia at allstate.com. Uh, you can also reach me at rhggar2006 at yahoo.com. That's my personal and, and business email. And then my phone number is 440-670-3375. That's my personal cell phone number. You can call me there anytime. Uh, and I'm happy to happy to help uh, with anything. And by the way, and I'm, it's not just about insurance either. Again, go back to the go-giver. You know, like I said, if you need an attorney, we have a, so we've come in contact with some great people, need a CPA, be happy to share that information with you if you need that. Whether you're a client or not, doesn't make any difference, okay? That's just how we do business, all right? It's the right thing to do. And I think people have lost sight of that to some extent. Um, you know what I mean? So- well, I love that mentality. I really do. I love that mentality. I love what you're doing. I love the focus that you have. I love how you've turned completely around from, you know, the guy who I used to see just you know, moping around and just hated coming to work every day. I mean, I just can't, I can't say enough, man. You just, you're glowing now. How, how happy you are is because you found something you love to do. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think my 15 years in banking experience give me a very unique perspective on things. And, you know, I, I've met a lot of great people in, in that world too, but I, I appreciate you saying what you're saying. And I, I hear you, believe me. So folks, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you coming on, Robert. Anytime you want to come on, let me know. We're, we're glad to have you. 
Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, go. Uh, Rob already put out his information for you. We'll post it on the um, on the page as well. Um, and you can, they can get a hold of you as well. Uh, and thank you, folks, for tuning in. And we will see you next episode. Thank you.